The Dallas Cowboys are center stage, as they like to be. But with the NFL Combine happening, uh, in case you didn't know, NFL dignitaries out in Indianapolis having those shrimp cocktails at St. Elmo's, walking through the crosswalks and all the interconnecting parts of the city. Great spot, Indies. And um, Tuesday was the day that plenty of general managers and coaches uh, took to the podium or whatever the case may be and spoke in different capacities, spoke at different lengths. And of course, that list included Stephen Jones, who is neither a head coach nor a general manager, but he is the executive vice president of the Dallas Cowboys, and he is a general ball knower, um, which is important if you're somebody who uh, you know who builds a football team. Stephen, of course, uh, has a heavy hand as a as a you know one of the foremost portions or foremost legs of the Dallas Cowboys brain trust. And the Cowboys hold the 24th overall pick in the 2024 NFL draft. But way before we get there, they have several avenues of team building that they can explore by way of free agency, which is set to begin in an official capacity two weeks from today at 3 p.m. Central Time. So you would think that with with these decisions having to be made in an official and a formal capacity two weeks from today, that the Cowboys would have a plan. And they very may well have a plan. And they very may well, like everybody else across the NFL, may be bluffing right now. There's, there's a lot of lying that happens at the uh, at the NFL Combine. Nobody wants to tip their hand. Joe Shane, New York Giants general manager, said that he believes in Daniel Jones as, as their quarterback, if you need an example of somebody who lied. But one of the the biggest lies that may have been told this offseason by anybody in the NFL may have been by Steven's father. Jerry Jones said a month ago while the team was at the Senior Bowl in Mobile that they were going to be all in. They were going to be all in on this offseason, that it was going to be different, etc. And uh, some people bought it. Some people came into the situation with a little bit more hesitancy, a little bit more pessimism. Um, but what Stephen has to say about that is obviously important. So Stephen was asked on Tuesday about the all-in situation and really didn't do much to add much clarity to the situation. I've never known Jerry not to be all in in any given year, but, uh, you know. What does that even mean, Stephen? I mean, what what does that mean that you've never, you know, this is is one of the more frugal teams in the NFL when it comes to veteran free agency. There's a, a reputation, I suppose, that Jerry has, that the Cowboys have, for spending big, right? You know, somebody big hits the open market and somebody on your Facebook timeline says, oh, the Cowboys will sign him. Jerry will sign him. That person is wrong, okay? You you know, unfriend them, unfollow them, okay? Because that is not who the Cowboys are. The Cowboys, for over a decade now, have not been active participants in the veteran free agent market, all right? The last big-time free agent who the Dallas Cowboys signed now happened 12 years ago. It was cornerback Brandon Carr. They spent a lot of money, and because he didn't turn into peak Deion Sanders, they considered it to be a cataclysmic sort of failure, even though Brandon Carr was a very serviceable player for the Cowboys. But because they did not get what they felt was a positive ROI, that's return on investment, look at me, I could totally work in finance, uh, the Cowboys have shied away, and they have chosen to kind of look in the bargain bin, and you never know what you can find. You, you can always find... 
you know, that, that solid $5 movie, right? You know, sometimes a hot tub time machine or whatever's in there for five bucks and you feel like you really, you got one over on the man. Uh, and the Cowboys love that. They love that $5 bin. They're looking for players who are cheap and available and are cheap and available for good reasons. They're, oh, this guy would, would actually be getting a big contract if it weren't for this, if it weren't for the suspension, if it weren't for the injury, whatever. And because an NFL season is a battle of attrition and you have to dig deep down into your roster in the most critical and pivotal moments, they are very often not prepared. Now, I will say that this was not the case this past season. When the Cowboys lost, nay, when the Cowboys were humiliated by the Green Bay Packers, it wasn't because they were missing a certain player, whatever the case may be, although Trayvon Diggs and Leighton Vanderish were among the notable Cowboys players who were unavailable for that game. They lost that game because they were outcoached, they were outworked, they were outdisciplined, they were outhustled. In the words of Jeff, of Jeff Probst, they were outwitted, outlasted, and outsurvived. Uh, but that cannot happen again. You have to be ready, which means you have to explore free agency, which means you have to spend some money. We saw the biggest year-to-year jump in terms of NFL salary cap space this year than we have ever seen. Granted, the salary cap has only been around since the mid-90s. Timmy Pratt says in the Brigade Bar, uh, the boys are always linked to big-name free agents but never go after any of them. They go after bargain basement guys, guys that are past their primes or guys that are career jags. Jason Tribble in the Brigade Bar uh, uses says all in to making money while staying mediocre. They kept us wanting and spending and raked in the cash while every year we are disappointed and grumbling, talking about next year. There is a larger sense, in my personal opinion, of apathy surrounding the Dallas Cowboys than there generally is now. You do have your, you know, your usual amount or at least a strong amount of uh, of, of diehards still who are, are, you know, already at the pro shop, already buying a jersey, already you know, purchasing season tickets for next year. And I'm not going to fault anybody for that. Spend your money how you want to. But I do think that there are more people than ever that are kind of saying, you know what, I need you to prove something to me. I need you to to really show that you're serious. And we're having this conversation now, you and me, around this proverbial campfire. I hope your morning's going well. Don't mind them brake lights. We'll get you where you're going. And the words of Rob Thompson, who's not here today. But it is very possible. In fact, I would argue it is significantly more likely than not, that this time in two weeks, this time two weeks from now, maybe let's call it uh, two weeks in a day, 15 days from now, the Dallas Cowboys look dramatically different. Here is a, not quite to-do list, but here is a, a list of things that are likely to happen in some sort of order, some sort of fashion, as they relate to the Dallas Cowboys roster and financial decisions between now and the official beginning of free agency, which once again is two weeks from today. The most pressing of those things is obviously the pending, looming, seemingly inevitable contract extension for Rain Dakota Prescott. Dak Prescott currently slated, as we have discussed many times, to enter the final year of his contract with the team. He is on the books for $60 million. Six zero. That is not possible to carry. It is not something that would be wise to carry is the more apt way to describe that. It would be categorically irresponsible. It would be categorically insane to carry that cap number into the beginning of the new league year, which is what the Dallas Cowboys would be doing if they do not have Dak Prescott signed to an extension or if they have not restructured him this time two weeks from now. But I would not put it past them 
That's what I'm here to tell you, not to fall for it, not to take the cheese. I would not put it past the Cowboys to turn our anger and our frustration into a weapon against the quarterback of the team. All right? Here's the way this goes. Here's here's the, the page out of the playbook, all right? The Cowboys, between now and then, leak a few different things about how they're offering Dak money to make him the highest paid player in NFL history. Now, that on the surface is a really nice sounding thing, but there are details about that that matter. How is he the highest paid player? Not that I care, but is it guaranteed money? Is it annual average money? Right, The details of the contract matter. That's what we need to know. But they will leak that. All right, They will leak that their offer is too good to refuse, but that Dak is refusing it. Dak is greedy. All right, This is the page out of the playbook, so pay attention over the course of the next two weeks if these things happen. They will leak that Dak is being greedy. And then we will get to March 11th, which is the opening of the legal tampering window when teams can negotiate with players that are going to become free agents on the 13th, right? And they will leak that they are not able to do anything because they're waiting to tie up in proper form the Dak Prescott extension. They will turn the Dak extension into something that is limiting them. That's how this will likely go over the course of the next two weeks. The Cowboys will convince some people, but not you, because we're having this discussion right now. They will convince some people that, hey, man, our hands are tied. All right? We we can't improve this team. Dak is being too greedy, and Dak is slowing us up. We're ready to go spend all the money, but Dak wants this and Dak wants that, so we can't get the deal done. His cap hit is still $60 million, and until that's done, we're stuck right here. Watch. Watch how they do this. Watch how they turn their own problem into something that everybody else has to solve for them. All right, And I think that that's exemplified by what Steven said about the all-in sort of situation. Again, nobody... Nobody forced Jerry Jones to say that they would be all in. And Jerry is a very, very, very wise man. We all know this, right? Jerry is way wise enough to know that by saying we're going to be all in, that all sorts of people all over the state and country and world are saying, hell yeah, baby, let's go. We're about to be all in. We are back. We are back. Like Stu said in The Hangover, right? Was it Stu? I I think it was Stu that said in the movie, but... It was somebody. Uh, it was Stu when they were when they were on their way at the end. We are back. It was Stu anyway. But Jerry knows that even if he meant it one way, that everybody will take it, and everyone will believe that they are going to go crazy in free agency. All right. So everybody has been all hyped up. Everybody's been juiced up and jacked up for a month, ready to see this team go all in. And Steven started the moonwalk. Steven started the walk back. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, Jerry's been all in every year, right? I mean, how, what, who's to say all in is different than all in, right? All in is a state of mind. All, all in is, we're all all in. Even when we're all out, we're all in on the other side, right? Because if you're, if you're zero in, you're technically all in somewhere else, right? We are watching the walk back happen in real time. We've seen this movie. This is Fast and the Furious 11, 
right? I think they've, I think they've made 10 movies, right? Like, we have seen enough. The car's going to go fast. They're going to hit the Nas. They're going to drive into outer space. They're going to jump over a truck. We know all of the hits that they're going to try to play, all right? This is a two-week period where they are going to hit them all, all right? They are going to press all of the right buttons. They're going to touch all of the right things, and you need to be prepared for it, which is why we have conversations like this, all right? We do our best to prepare you because that's the goal around here.